Welcome back to Retail Therapy, an offshoot podcast on the Sunday Scaries feed. My name is Will DeFreeze. Sitting next to me, my co-host, Barrett Dudley. Barrett, how's it going today? Oh, it's going pretty well. I am uh, I'm fresh off a nice bowl of summer corn soup. Wow. And you know, I was having lunch with uh, with you and Dave and Dylan recently, and it sounded like like you and Dave might might be in agreement. You and Dave and Bill Simmons that soup is the perfect food. So I'll never turn down a nice soup. Yeah, I, I, you know, I can get on board with that. And and this is the I think this is a it's just a summer of soup for me. Really, this was a, this this I did heat this soup up, but you can go cold on this soup if you want to. It's that you know, it's that type of uh, of recipe. And like I don't know, I just I I foresee some gazpachos in my future. That's, you know, that's some, legit. So I don't you know, I'm just I'm feeling good. I've never shied away from eating some cold leftover soup out of the refrigerator. I don't know what that says about me, but you know, I think soup can be enjoyed in several different forms from from just being cold to being lukewarm to being just straight up hot. Many different temperatures are well suited for soup. I mean, I I like a good cold soup, uh, a nice uh, vichyssoise every once in a while. Mm. Like that'll do it big for me. Wow, I don't even know what that is. So I don't. I'm, I couldn't I'm adding really it to the, I'm adding it to the list. My my dad used to, or my dad makes it every summer, and it's a nice cold wet or cold soup for the hot weather. Okay, and... see, this is I need more. I need more information like this because yeah. this is again, like I said, the summer of, of soup for me. I think I will always do a nice little drive by by the soup counter at Central Market when I'm yeah, doing my grocery yeah. shopping, and it's not even to have soup immediately for lunch right after. It's like, are there any good soup johns here that I can just toss in the fridge and uh, eat at a later date? It's just nice to have on hand. Yeah. It was also something I got very into during the pandemic because, you know, I didn't want to go to the grocery store all the time. So I was just stacking soup containers. Lots of soup. Lots of soup. And if you cook soup, most soup recipes make just like lots of servings, which like you're, like you're saying, that's the, that's the thing about soup. You just want you just want to have it available. Oh, you can have, you can make a chili <laughs> and you can keep that chili going for like months if you want to. I mean, you can you freeze could. part of it. Yeah. You can keep it in your fridge. I mean, can where do we stand on soup and low bowls? It's kind of an uncharted territory. Uh, see, you, you can now we're talking. Now we're getting into the to the retail therapy nitty gritty. Um, I, when I picture gazpacho, I picture it in in a lower bowl. Okay, you know, uh-huh. I that I just I feel like if you sit down to like a fancy you know fancy lunch and you order a gazpacho, that's it's coming in a wide lower bowl than like a French onion soup would. I don't have any commandments set out right now for how to eat soup out of low bowls, but yeah. I feel like the chunkier the soup <laughs> is, the more you want to go with a low bowl. Okay. All if right. you're having like a, a soup with a bunch of fresh seafood in it, you kind of want that those the, chunks the, of seafood to be sticking out the top right, of it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. At my wedding, uh, somebody ordered table-side lobster bisque, and mm. it, it's something I'd never <laughs> seen done before, and they brought over what could be considered a low bowl yeah. with a, a bunch of lobster sitting in the middle of the low bowl, and then- they brought the broth or the cream, whatever yeah, you would call yeah. it, to the table, and they did a lo- nice long pour up over the lobster and okay. then exited the situation. It yeah. was very, very you know, like bottle service esque. They didn't like bust out like an emulsion blender on you, did no, they? No, they did not. Okay. They did not. Right. It was, but it was so- it was something that I'd never experienced before, and it's something that I that's definitely stuck out in my memory ever <laughs> since. If you guys are unfamiliar with retail therapy, we talk about things just like this. Grocery store runs, uh, soup out of low bowls. Maybe uh, we recently had the author of the luxury night aesthetic article from our last episode of Retail Therapy reach out and she was listening to the uh, the podcast. There we go. She enjoyed it. I got... <laughs> I've never had somebody that wrote an article reach out about us talking about anything. And uh-huh. so my heart did stop for a moment. 
but I, it looks like we're in good standing. I with feel her. really good about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because understandably so, I, I just got a little, a little scared. Um, but yeah, we've been having fun. I think this is episode six of Retail Therapy thus far, and I think we're hitting our stride. Man, okay. If you want to send us any questions, any topics, anything, you can DM either of us on Instagram. Is it just at Barrett Dudley? Yeah, that's right. You can hit me up at at Will DeFreeze, or you can send a message to the Sunday Scaries account at Sunday.Scaries, which might be shadow banned, might not be shadow banned, but you know, you can just go to my profile and click the little thing in the description because otherwise you might not be able to find it without yeah. going to Google. Yeah, I've, I've, I have noticed this. I'm, I'm not sure what's up. I mean, I kind of want to fight somebody over it, but yeah. I don't know who to fight yet. You're just too, you're too cutting edge for Instagram. Yeah, I guess posting like generic, like millennial chuggy <laughs> memes is something that Instagram <laughs> shines down upon. So we'll get it sorted out. If anyone out there from Instagram wants to uh, just expedite the you, process. You think that's what it is? You've been placed in the too chuggy category? Yeah, it's just too chuggy. <laughs> You're like, yeah, this guy just takes paparazzi photos and uh, puts captions on them. Yeah. Like, this isn't special content. Get him out of here. <laughs> Uh, without further ado, let's dive into it. Oh, and if you do want to watch any of these episodes, you can watch at youtube.com slash washedmedia. We've been putting every episode up on the feed. Uh, we end up always talking about a lot of products, a lot of different stuff on here. And sometimes it helps just to have a little bit of an idea of what we're talking about by seeing it on a screen. You can also check out the Substack, willdefreeze.substack.com, where I've been posting kind of listener companion guides with everything, whether it's links to our wish list items, whether it's passages from the articles we've discussed, or whether it's just some product photos. Head over to willdefreeze.substack.com, sign up, and you will get some regular emails in your inbox with uh, stuff just like this. But without further ado, I think it's time we get on a wave. Oh, yeah. Let's Maybe get on it, one. Are we talking? We call this ant wave or aunt wave? Uh, so, I mean, that's a whole other podcast topic, Will. You know, the proper way or which way or which what, what the regional way to say it is. I was calling this ant wave because I say the uh, – that's how I pronounce the word for your parent's sister. Yes. Right? I call that – I would call that my aunt, not my aunt. See, like for me, it just depends. Like I, I can't call her Aunt Viv. It's Aunt Viv. But I don't call any of my why, aunts. Why, well, why? Because is that a? Are you making a uh, a Fresh Prince of Bel Air? I am joke. I am. Okay. Well, that's the only the only the only like aunt that I know is Aunt Viv. So he he says Aunt Viv on that show. I think so. Okay, maybe it switched when they switched Aunt Viv out. Might may have might have. That was the that was the subtle differentiator. Well, Barrett brought to my attention this morning that Aunt Wave is taking over everything apparently that yeah that's apparently the newest wave um and yeah I've, I've got some some thoughts just about and the general thing that's happening right now and and i don't mean specifically with with ant wave but like i picked this up from from a, a, a fashion newsletter called blackbird spy plane and look i'm a reader i'm a subscriber of this thing but I, I kind of can't stand the voice that it's written in because it reminds me too much of the Chubby's emails. Okay, that do makes you, sense. Do you remember when Chubby's like literally revolutionized email marketing? Oh, they be revolutionized like because all of their of like how specific their voice was and mm -hmm. how like every email you got would have like a different, you know, uh, or uh, subject line and it was super conversational and it was bits and, and, and early memes and like just like very, very casual typing and speaking and in this way of writing and it eventually like burned out because you can only read that stuff so so many times yeah it I becomes get, hard so i get the same that that's the feeling that is evoked in inside of me when i read the blackbird spy plane newsletter it's just like trying a little too hard to be 
to to have this like very particular voice and way of talking. Um, and and so that that that's one thing that I would just say like if you know if you go check this out, uh, be aware. Uh, and then the second thing, before we talk about Antwave, I just everybody is just like rushing now at this point. I think to plant the flag and be like, we coined this, we claim this, yeah, we said it here first. And so that's that's the vibe that I get from uh, you know as we begin to to talk about what this is. I I just feel like everybody is just out there running around trying to like coin the new terms for these for these aesthetics so that they can claim that they coined the term for the aesthetic. Well, it's kind of bumming me out because we've talked about aesthetics on here. I've talked about them on just the regular Sunday Scaries podcast. And now I'm realizing that like I need to come up with the perfect Sunday Scaries aesthetic, but it can't just be like the Sunday aesthetic. It's got to have like a cool name that makes people think like, oh, what's what are they talking about? Yeah. But now yeah. I'm like I, I'm kind of bummed that we don't have our own aesthetic that we're trying to like that we're trying to, to, to push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need more of an agenda. You know, we got to push. We our do own. need an agenda. That's a good call. <laughs> we got to push the. We got to push our own narrative. Maybe our Q2 goal is to figure out our agenda that we want to push on people. <laughs> I think our agenda right now is just making people spend money. That 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 is definitely that's a top three uh, agenda. Uh, line item on our agenda at the moment yeah from our last episode we talked about we tried to convince certain listeners to buy a chanel flat bag That's and right. i yeah, read a dm yeah. from one of our listeners and she did respond <laughs> to me and she let me know that uh she will be doing it okay sooner, good, sooner good. than later we yes. have convinced her and she was very excited so yes. i think i think a nice chanel flat bag is in her future it's in somebody's future i love it i love it okay um all right why don't you why don't you help me out here and, and just let's get into what this ant wave thing is let me read this passage that i've taken out from the email from and who is it from it's, bl- the, it's bl- the Blackbird Spy Plane newsletter. Okay. And they said, Antwave is an untwee, unidealized relative of Cottagecore. I think we've mentioned Cottagecore on this podcast Probably, before. Yeah. It derives from the same wellspring of traditionally domestic and decorative arts, baking, knitting, gardening, crafting, that so many of us got in touch with over the past around two years that it became a clo- COVID cliche. The kinds of slow-moving, cribbo-based hobbies and pursuits that lockdown helped many of us re-appreciate. But, crucially, the energy of Antwave, John, is weirder, bordering on grotesque, than a picturesque loaf of Instagram bread or a cozy oatmeal-colored hand-knit pullover, which feels like a targeted attack. It is always oatmeal season. (laughs) There's something that feels more unique and uniquely daring about an Antwave, John. It's a little noisier, a little riskier, a little loopier, and possibly a little unhinged, and at odds with the soft textures and quiet lines of the nesting magazine Huga Fetish. There's so much going on in these two paragraphs of of everything. Yes, yes. Uh, so, the, when I started reading uh, about this this ant wave, I, I was getting a couple of vibes. One, and, and he connects it to a lot of the things like like gardening and crafting that, yeah. that you definitely uh, can see in some of this stuff. He also brings up his own ant, kind of the you know where he derives this this moniker from, who is a, a like a glass staining artist. Mm-hmm. And that that that's kind of his like his original reference point for for what Antwave is, um, but it it reminds me a lot of like it, it's very handcrafted. So I'm obviously thinking about Bodhi because I feel like that is the brand that essentially led this charge starting about three and a half years ago, and it is has just like trickled down from there as we have have gotten into to vintage and and uh, and cottagecore and and now Antwave. Uh, but the other thing is it feels like really like 
you know, he talks about how it's like kookier and zanier mm-hmm. and that that you pull in like your your weird ant vibes from that. And so I get like a lot of like kind of Santa Fe Southwestern vibes. The Santa Fe, like I think it was called and I, I'm probably going to mispronounce this and I don't even know what the first letter is of this word. I think it was Coca Pelli. Do you remember yeah, these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I remember as a kid, everyone wanted a shirt with Coca Pelli's on it, on it. it was yeah. like, or like a necklace that had. It was like, why are we all obsessed with Coca Pelli's right now? Doesn't Gramici use a Coca Pelli sort of thing in yes. the, the the logo? Almost, I think almost exact. Yeah, and I, I've never really understood why that was something that we all got super into. And as we were, I think we were probably all of eight years old at the time. But it was like, no, I need a Coca Pelli. But no, I'm really glad that you brought this up because '90s is obviously another piece of 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 uh of culture that's kind of like trending through all of these it's kind of like a through line for a lot of these aesthetics and and uh yeah gramici and the cocapellis and so now i'm thinking like uh, what fits right in here is kind of the yaga yes stuff yep uh there was a shop in the mall that other 35 year olds might remember called buyaka i don't remember buyaka um that that sold like like this type of stuff that that sold all the yaga and and kind of rasta feeling stuff with that had a lot of these same kind of like saturated color fades and and just like kind of weird artsy kooky graphics no one would be on like grailed looking for yaga gear from the <laughs> 90s like this is a danger this is a dangerous game to play yeah um but uh but well, do you have do you have an ant in your life that you think could could hook you up with some some ant wave type stuff? I'm trying to think. I don't think that any of my current ants could, but I I have some very specific memories from my childhood of certain mothers of my friends who definitely have this vibe and this more like eclectic thing. I almost like associate this entire aesthetic to something close to like if Rocco's Modern Life was an actual like was yeah, like live. Yeah. Instead of actually being a cartoon, I'm just thinking of like all, it's just such an eclectic, uh, like, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's just your, your kitschy aunt's house. Like, totally. She totally. wears funny glasses. Like she's she, like, she doesn't replace her glasses with like a normal pair of glasses. <laughs> she gets like the zany glasses that are like thick rimmed and wild. And then she goes home and like does one of her weird hobbies. Totally. Like, totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's um some, some just a pull. Uh, some more blurbs here. The boundaries are porous. Erin uh, is a proud actual aunt who likes to craft colorful, funky shit in her spare time, which helped this idea germinate. <laughs> but an ant wave John maker doesn't need to be a literal ant. Their work will, however, contain such stereotypically ant-like characteristics as zany flair and kooky swag. It will strike a compromise between domestic utility and pure whim-chasing decorativeness, but tilt it definitely toward the latter. And what's crazy is like, I, you know, as, as we're talking about this, I, I had an aunt who was kind of like a not, not I think she might have been like a great aunt. She, mm-hmm. she was a relative that we called an aunt and she lived in not Sedona, Arizona, which gets shouted out in this uh, in this email, but in Tucson, Arizona. And like this is this she, she made art. She yeah. just made art in the middle of the desert, and and uh, and now I'm gonna have to go home to to Houston and like start digging around in crates to to find some of this stuff. Um, but uh, d- don't you have a? Are, are you friends with or are you follow like some a ceramic maker, like a coffee mug thing that you that you've been on? Oh yeah, I mean, there's a couple that I I that like I to follow like that maybe, kind of stuff. Maybe fits in in here. There's two that Sally's obs- or there's one that Sally's obsessed with, and I post their mugs all the time, and I've given the information to any follower who's reached out about it and it's called coco chispa 
Okay. And it's kind of like cool designs on mugs. Um, they're really hard to get. Like it's it's almost like a sneakers drop right. when she does it. You just know that if you're not on the website within two minutes of her sending the email, that you're probably not going to get some of these mugs. And then another person is someone that I actually grew up with. Uh, her name's Alexandra Cummings. And she has recently been sell- selling more ceramic stuff that's kind of in the more colorful vein. Uh but again, I think her stuff is even harder to get to if unless you're subscribed to the email list. It's just difficult. Everyone wants to get on the Ant Wave. Everybody wants to get on the the Ant Wave. Um, Small Talk Studio is another brand that gets brought up. It's another one that has um, that is often kind of compared to Bodie. And I'll pull up a little bit of it here because it's the same type of like you know placement art, asymmetric, but but that feels very hand done. You know, I think the the difference is is where Bodie kind of goes like very like sixties collegiate almost with a lot of their their um their style. This is it is more colorful and a little bit more saturated and brighter and feels a little more nineties, less sixties. Um this is more art teacher, whereas Bodie is more like your aunt who is like seventy when all your other aunts are like in their fifties. <laughs> I feel like I, I'm looking at this $375 Bodie lumbar pillow and I'm just like, I mean, I, I feel like I could have just gotten this from my aunt and she would like from an aunt who would have made it for me for Christmas and it would have taken her probably an afternoon. So I, I, I'm, you know, when it comes to the pillows and like, you know, the piece that I, that I mentioned here from the, uh, from the article where, where it's, you know, about this, this kind of like whim chasing decorativeness. Yeah. I, the, I was reading that and and just the other day or maybe even earlier this morning, like I came across, you know, a, a new arrivals email from it might have been straight from Bodie or maybe it was from one of the retailers that that sell them. But featured in it was a eight hundred dollar felt horse. Well, basically a little stuffed. It's a must de- cop decorative animal. So you, you purchased it immediately, so- <laughs> right? Like it just got me thinking. Like who who is the who is that aimed at? Like who is buying the eight hundred dollar felt horse? And like, on on top of that, it's just like like I I my g- more general question is: Do you find yourself like hunting for for kind of trinkets like that at all? Even they may not have to be super expensive designer ones, but like it, it's not it's just not something that I am on the hunt for really at least like with a pillow or like the Bodie notebook we've talked about these things have function yeah right you're you you can bust that thing out get a pen start writing it you can plop the pillow down on the couch suddenly you're you're supporting your lumbar right like but the felt horse you're just putting it up on a on a mantle and being like yeah that's my felt horse I've confirmed that the felt horse is not $800, Barrett. It's only $750 okay, before right, tax. Right. So, I mean, after tax, <laughs> you're going to get over the eight. Uh, and next to it on their website is – and don't get me wrong. Like, I love everything that Bodhi does. I think it's one of the coolest brands out there Totally, right now. yes. I'm not um, – yeah. Um, if I could afford it, I would love to have all of it. But I can't and I don't. And so I'm looking next to the horse on their website. They have a $790 crochet ball. <laughs> it's essentially a giant hacky sack that looks like a soccer ball made out of yarn. And if someone asked, like, who's the target audience for a Bodie soccer ball, you'd be like, Will DeFreeze is that audience. But I can't afford an $800 soccer ball for no reason. What am I supposed to do with this? Just I, look at it? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, is this, you know, could you put this in your, would this go in a nursery, Will? Maybe. 
But then you like, what if I saw my my eleven month old son <laughs> slobbering all over this not eight eight hundred dollar soccer ball? You'd that, you'd have to put it in like a glass case or something, you know. This Fritz, this is for this is for viewing only. Yeah, uh, this, is this this is the horse, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just don't need that. I don't know what you would do with that. That's I, just for someone who doesn't know what to do with their money. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's that's my. As much as I like some of the you know the the kind of design traits of Antwave, the piece of it I think that I kind of rub up against is this idea of like collecting small things that clutter your house. It's too. It's. I feel like we're going to enter a time. Like I feel like minimal design is probably going to be out very very soon if it's not out already, and people are just going to start cluttering that stuff as much as possible. But that's what our parents did. You yeah, know? and it scares me because yeah. I don't want that. I don't want that. E- I, I, yeah, I don't want that either. But you know, we're we are no longer. The, the thing is, we're no longer setting the trends. No, well, we're you know, like like we said up top, we're we are now chuggy. Yeah. And if the if the youth are going to start collecting things again, then I I guess we're all going to need a bunch of felt horses in our house. Did did you so did you take up any old person hobbies during the pandemic? Um. I did a little bit of the like the banana bread baking. Okay. But I was already a, like an occasional baker. Okay. And banana bread was already one of like my favorite, you know, go-to loaves slash yeah. pastries. Um that that's it. I didn't really acquire any hobbies during the the I, I and it's it's like I'm embarrassed at how little I accomplished during that time. I got in better shape. That was great. Yeah, but I I wish that I would have gotten a life hobby out of this that I and I just didn't, and it, it kind of bums me out. Uh, I don't know if you're a, an avid watcher of the Great British Baking Show like I am. Of course, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, one thing that always rattles me is when they do a profile on a certain baker on a certain episode, and they start going through that baker's life. So not only are they a world class baker that they and they do that just as a side hobby, yeah, but they also are like. They also have hobbies that just go so far beyond the hobbies that I have where I'm like, oh, man, like if they're going through my hobbies, they'd be like, yeah. And in Will's spare time, he likes to uh, sit on the couch and watch trashy television and uh, and window shop online for things that he can't afford. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yes. That shouts to the bakers, man, especially pre-pandemic. They were going home during the week. Yeah. They were going to their jobs, yeah. man. And then like practicing two different recipes that they had to perfect and then go back out to the countryside and perform in, on, you know, on a television show. Like yeah, it's, the, it's, the old it's retirees amazing. should have been running through the, the entire pack of people because they didn't have anything else to do but go home and hone their recipes. Right. Meanwhile, yeah. you yeah. have these like, I mean, one of my favorite bakers of all time on there was Martha. I think she was like 20 at the time. Mm-hmm. And part of the mm-hmm. reason I liked her so much because I, I, she was constantly blowing my mind at the things that she could make. And Martha Collison, for those who uh, might want to follow her on Instagram, she's just doing very picturesque stuff all the time. But uh, oh yeah, Martha was great. Yeah. I got I, I'm also a Chetna guy from that season. That season was just the goat season for me. Chetna is probably my all time favorite person on the show. Um, but yeah, I see their hobbies and I just start beating myself up that I'm not doing more in my life. Yeah, I, I guess you know I, th- this is a good exercise. Let's say you did you know, and, and we don't have to do it right here on the spot, but. But it's just it's I feel like it's good life advice. If you do ever get cast on the Great British Bake Off or or some American version of it, you better be ready with what you're going to say your hobbies are. You got to you got to you got to, you know, you got to nail some stuff down. 
I might I might just tell them I write in my free time, even though I don't do that anymore. Yeah, that's yeah that yeah, you're that you already have like an interest, like a human interest. You're a podcaster. Yeah, I guess you, I guess you that would a, serve. You write a as blog. That. that would be that would be your thing. I yeah. guess that that would serve as my hobby. I just I just want something that's like oh, and Will like became a world class fly fisherman in his time off. Right. Like, right. Yeah, he got super into woodworking and made this like bassinet for his child. Like that. That's just not what I'm doing. Like I'm just going to CB2 and hoping for the best. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, uh, no felt horses on CB2's website, unfortunately. <sighs> That's too bad. That's fine though. My, 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 my felt horse budget is through the roof right now. So I think I'm just going to spring for the one on here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll get Sally some mittens from here. Uh, yeah. Get me off of this Bodie accessories page, man. This is dangerous. I, it's so dangerous. Like I'm about to buy a Scotty pin. I'm talking shit about a Bodie felt horse and, and, and now I'm, but, but now I've got a, a mesh bucket hat in my bag. So, yeah. I'm like you know. borderline. Oh, you just made me look up. I have something in my cart. Yep. Yep. I got some trousers in, in the cart that Ooh. will never get purchased. Oh, and they only have one size left and they're my size. Oh man. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Can't do it. Uh, before we get into our next segment, let's hear from our friends over at 10,000. I've talked about 10,000 before, and if it's Sunday, you can probably bet that I'm putting on some 10,000 clothes just because I like to get out and try to get the blood going a little bit. Uh, whether it's, you know, getting a a, a good brisk walk in, or if I'm trying to get real cardio in and just going full on, you know, exercise bike, there's a good chance that I'm wearing my favorite clothes which are from 10,000. Did you have some 10,000 gear on when you were in some type of collapsible kayak? It looked like it was oh, made of definitely. it looked like it was made of uh, paper mache. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, my kayak, yeah, it folds up, not to brag. <laughs> I, um, that, that's what it looked like. I was impressed. I I had heard about 10,000. I heard people a lot of people talk about 10,000 and a lot of the people that I heard talk about 10,000 were people who don't wear athleisure. These people are working out in their gear and 10,000 is the perfect thing to work out in. Highest quality, best fitting, most comfortable training shorts I've ever worn. They've got their interval shorts and their versatile shirt, both of which are some of their best sellers. And I have to say, I absolutely love them. The shirts just make me feel like I want to go do something athletic from the like second I put them on. And some of the shorts, I'm a, I'm a short shorts guy and their short shorts fit me perfectly. Uh, the versatile shirt is a perfect workout shirt, lightweight, breathable, and durable. And in addition to the interval short, they make gear specific to other types of training as well from running to Olympic lifting to boxing. So you can find a short for all the ways that you train and the brand believes in being better than yesterday, a stoic dedication to continuous improvement and not overnight success. They've got a team of over 200 athletes that test their gear to ensure the perfect design fabric trims and fit. And best of all, they got free shipping and free returns and a lifetime guarantee. 10,000 is offering our listeners 15% off of your purchase. Just go to 10,000.cc slash scaries to get 15% off of your purchase. That's 10,000.cc slash scaries for 15% off of your purchase. Okay, Barrett, it's time to talk about something that's been on my mind a lot. It's something that I started actually implementing during the pandemic and which was wearing, uh, I wouldn't say that I was wearing actual matching sets, but I started getting a lot more monochromatic in my, in my wardrobe. I enjoyed having things that were maybe all black outfits, like I was trying to be Elizabeth Holmes, mm -hmm. Elizabeth Holmes, <laughs> or uh, Steve Jobs. But then I was also just trying to mix and match other stuff that just kind of looked like it was all similar. And I don't really know why. And while watching the Oscars the other day, I saw that these matching sets have now gone like full mainstream. And you got people like Childish Gambino wearing oversized suits to the Vanity Fair party. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, do I need to start upping my game overall? Um I've included some photos here from the Oscars Vanity Fair party 
the first of which I believe is the outfit from Childish Gambino here. Yes. Or Donald yeah. Glover. Um, how would you describe what these suits are being called right now? You can't just call them suits because they're not suits. Yeah, it's it's um, it's tough to say honestly. Like Donald Glover is, you know, he is. Um, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna botch the terminology here. How do the kids say it? He's giving monk. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> did I do it right? I don't know if you did it right, but I know what you're talking about. Like uh, they say, it's it's you're giving. But then you don't. But then, like all the like the 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 um you know these and ands and you have or, to omit stuff. You, you omit stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. My, one of my favorite influencers uh, from the Bachelor Nation, Kit Keenan. And yes, I just yes. I just enjoy her vibe because she just does rich girl shit all oh, the time. Oh yeah, Kit Keenan. Ta- yeah, but so, she posted some photos from uh, some mountain place where she was skiing and snowboarding with her friends. Uh, they were also eating caviar on a mountaintop, which looked pretty chill. Maybe more on that in a future episode, but. Mm. Uh, she captioned it. It's giving green screen. Uh, okay, because See, so I did, I did do it so right, good. producer Randy. Producer Randy seems to think that you might have botched it. <laughs> and then we also had, in a very similar uh, monk fashion, we had Kid Cudi doing a very similar look at the same party. So I'm not. So Kid Cudi's, I believe, is Louis Vuitton. I'm not sure what um, what Donald Glover's was, but it, it's. You're, I, I hear what you're saying. It is tough to call them th- because they don't resemble any any you know th- thing that we associate with suits right when we say the word suits we think about we we either think like british italian or american tailoring mm-hmm. and that's and and we're thinking of like you know from our generation we you, we kind of came up with that with all the hashtag menswear stuff so it was like super slim fits Bespoke. so all of this really like voluminous kind of funky proportioned uh looks like uh, and you know you've got two variations here, right? Like mm-hmm. Donald Glover has absolutely no padding in the shoulder whatsoever; it's short sleeved. Uh, Cuddy went for one that has like very exaggerated shoulder pads, like very structured. A lot of uh, so so the drape is totally different, and yet they kind of live in the same world. Um, I- and it's just it's it's like they're basically suits that are that are made. <laughs> that I'm, I'm having a hard time describing it, but there's suits that are that are that are kind of antithetical to the idea of of what we think about when we think of suits. I feel like these guys just took everything that I don't know her last name, Maeve, the stylist for the stylist of the stars for like Haley sure, Bieber, yeah, uh-huh, stuff like uh-huh. that. I feel like they just took what Haley Bieber was dressing in from Maeve and were like, all right, we're doing this now. It It is a little bit of that. And it's also uh, I think. Tons of credit goes to Jerry Lorenzo, the um, creative director at Fear of God, mm-hmm. because he he really was like he partnered with Zenya. And uh, when he put out, I, I believe, Seventh Collection, it was filled with all of this like really loose kind of uh, rakish like tailoring with like these broad shoulders. And sometimes the jackets would be really cropped. Uh, and, you know, we've got a lot of ties, ties on paint, like like belted, you yeah. know, uh, in self fabric. Uh, ties on the ties on the waist or or ones that wrap around the coat, um, and it just feels very like, you know, you're you're getting some very. I wanted to call these leisure suits in a way because they look so comfortable and drapey, and 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 to that end, like Jerry would would will pair these like, you know, extremely lavish looking coats with sweatpants. Yeah, you know, I- and so it's 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 that it's that whole thing of like ultra comfortable oversized tailoring and then you know you mess with the proportions and the shoulders and the cut and the drape and all that type of stuff um it 
It's not for the for the normies. I was going to say, well, do you ever see this creeping into the mainstream ever? I just don't. I This is so above and beyond what I could actually see people that I know showing up in. But I also don't roll with a clientele of people who are really pushing the envelope on this. Nah, yeah. I mean, like maybe if you hang out with like a bunch of dope artists in New York City, mm-hmm. you, you'll you'll run into this at a at a gallery. Opening. This is what you would wear to but, your gallery opening. You right. can, if you wear this to somebody else's gallery <laughs> opening, you're trying to take the you're, spotlight. Yeah, you're, you're stealing thunder. We need to get that's what that's what we that's our agenda. We need to get invited to more gallery openings. I, I agree. I do agree with that. Um, that, might, that just needs to be on our personal list. Yeah. To you know, I no. This is one of the things is if you don't have this stuff extremely well tailored and and really like made to to made to measure bespoke for you it's going to be really hard to to dial in the fit for for just normal bodies so that was going to be my next question because these things are so oversized that i was wondering if the tailoring was less required or more required because of how baggy and I actually, how I actually much think, it falls off of you. I actually think more required. That was my fear. Because Not, I mean, I don't if, actually have a fear. If you just, you know, let's say you just order up your sizes from from fear of God and the stuff that looks like this, like you are probably going to look like you just put on a potato sack. You're going to look like David Byrne from Talking Head and yes. Talking Heads and like the gigantic, you know, gray box suit thing. I'm like, imagining myself ordering... What either of these two are wearing, ordering them to my house, me taking them out of the box and me putting them on and standing in front of my mirror. And I'm just imagining the amount of defeat that I would feel throughout my entire body. Just thinking I could not be pulling this off less. (laughs) It is just such a hard look. It's going to be a disappointing moment for sure. Now, I think what, you know, when we've talked about like suiting trends more broadly on, on Club Cool, there definitely is a it's 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 loosening up. Yeah. You know, not everything needs to be so pinched at the waist mm-hmm. and slim and tapered and like all the type of stuff that we were going for from basically 2010 to 2019. Uh, and, and, and so it's we're, we're getting a little bit more of that kind of like 90s Armani kind of looser, flowier look. And like I've been thinking about, um, you know, I've got I've got a, a couple of weddings coming up this year and i hate all of my suits right now Mm -hmm. and i'd really i'd like to get something new and i would and and i would prop one i would probably go double breasted oh which kind of this the 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 brown chocolate number that kid cuddy has is if not double breasted it's 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 a version of that it's it's got the kind of like the wrapped look in a way uh and then i and then i would go with something that what that you know that is tailored that 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 feels good but is it's not hugging me the way that like the, the my most the suits that I bought last do. Oh, the suits that I bought last, I'm like currently trying to like count calories so that I can make sure that I mean I'm not going to not fit in them, but I'm trying to be comfortable in them. And at this point, I'm like, oh man, these things are so tailored to me that I mean, because if you go to a place like Suit Supply, they'll tailor it straight to you, and like right. it, I mean, it, it fits very well. And I mean, I, I need to I need to figure it out in the next couple months here as as the weather starts to get a little warmer and I, my summer suits are more in play. Yeah, I think that you know the the way that you that that the normies like us can can kind of get into some of this is re- so. Uh, I, I actually have a, a a couple of items in my cart from Rag and Bone mm-hmm. uh, to talk about matching sets, and it's a moleskin chore coat and a moleskin pair of pants. Okay, in the same fabric. Okay. Okay, and so when we when we talk about matching sets, like it, it, it typically stems off of the athleisure thing, right? 
or we think about like an ALD sweatsuit. Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. But I, but but where I think you can go um for for guys anyway is like kind of th- that shirt jacket or or some type of more casual look and then pants that are cut from the same material. I'm kind of surprised you don't see more pants cut from the same material the more yeah. I think about it. I I shop and I've gotten two what you would call work shirts from Taylor Stitch, a San Francisco company. And I think that they inadvertently make some pants out of the same materials that they use for their shirts, but I don't think it's an intentional thing where you would buy both trying to, you know, actually get get that that look going. Mm-hmm. But I am worried that I enjoy, I don't know why. I think it's just because it's simplistic, it's easy, and it's it's just takes all thought out of it. I love the idea of matching sets. I think that they have their their position in life. I think that's mainly on Sundays or mainly when you're like kind of just doing your own thing and not actually wearing them out. Whether or not you agree with that, I don't really care because it's it's not some kind of hard stance that I'm taking right now. Um, but something I, I wanted to put in here is like airport fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, my dad used to tell me you had to dress up to go to the airport. I feel like a lot of people uh, our age had parents who were like, no, when I had to travel as a kid, I had to wear a, a, a sport coat and things like that. And if my dad saw how like I was dressing for the airport these days, he would just be disgusted with me. I'm wearing like <laughs> black Lulu joggers, like a, like a black sweater, and I'm just like decking myself out. And then you look at Every single influencer or person on Instagram that is posting photos from from the airport, they're all wearing these matching sets. And like I put up Molly May from Love Island, who just like she just posted one the other day. She's doing an overnight work trip, matching set and tan. Haley Bieber in 2019, which you can see on the screen now, too. I mean, she wore pretty much a very similar color to this. And this was pre-pandemic when she wore it. And now Molly May's still doing it now. Mm-hmm. Are these still going to be relevant? And are people still going to be able to be so lazy that they just wear a matching set to the airport? Or are we working that, or are we we're working out of that as we get out of the athleisure part of our lives? Now, here's here's the thing about, about I mean, you know, just to, to totally pivot, like air travel sucks ass right yes. now. It's not good. It's basically like you are getting on a bus essentially. Mm-hmm. And so comfort is, is key now. It is no longer a luxurious, glamorous experience. And when it is, that means that you are traveling business or first on an international flight, in which case you also want to be comfortable because you're going yeah. back 360 degrees Correct. and you're trying to catch some Z's. Correct. You know what I mean? So like the, the idea of like looking sharp as hell on an airplane is just gone forever because that's just not what domestic travel is like anymore. The only way that I could see myself doing it is if I have to roll off the plane straight into like a business dinner or something like that. Yes. And I, breaking news, I don't have a lot of those those scenarios pop up. No, and I, and if you ever have had to do that, it sucks ass because you feel like you feel disgusting when you get off of of, of your, you know, mm-hmm. United Economy Plus flight. Like what? It's just, it's, you know, so you, 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 you want to get to the hotel, you want to change out of your clothes and, and get freshened up. So you've, we've just kind of eliminated the, the, the idea that you, that you need to, to not wear sweatpants on an airplane. Now, now there are certainly a bunch of other like rules that you should still follow. Like, please, you know, don't be barefoot on the airplane. <laughs> don't take your shoes <laughs> don't off. Don't take your shoes off. Um, you know. Don't smell bad, like like make sure you have on deodorant, that type of thing. But beyond that, I I, I think that I think that, that this type of look with the the monochromatic and the sweatsuits and the comfort is 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 definitely here to stay. Um, and I I wanted to bring up, I'm trying to see if I can find um uh, some photos, but but Vogue running Vogue runway is is putting the kibosh on me because I'm not signed in right now. 
Uh, I, I was going to bring up just like with in in regards to to the men's a brand that has been doing this kind of like loose tailoring matching set thing for many many years is engineered garments. Yeah, um, they, they kind of specialize in like you know whether it's like the the their loiter coats or uh, the the names of all these of all of all these jackets that they continually make are slipping my mind. But they do this whole thing a lot. Yeah, they'll, they'll cut these lightweight typically cotton but in the fall you get some some wool and other uh kind of blends like that and then they'll do a baggy loose trouser cargo pocket sometimes you know uh but but always loose always baggy and so you get you get the kind of this is where i see it more in the mainstream versus like the tailoring version of it that yeah that donald glover and kid cuddy have for for oscars after party I'm probably overthinking this, but because it's probably the most popular brand among people our age right now, when it comes to just what's dictating everything, and we have talked about them too much all all the time, is ALD. And they've sure. recently released their uniform, uh, which they release, I'd say, twice a year. They do a new uniform, I guess, spring, summer, and then fall, winter. They do it, it's, actually, it's two times per season. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So They've done something in their most recent uh, drop, which they have made their logo much, much more prevalent on their uniform stuff, which is something that I don't think that I necessarily want. I think in terms of like uniform stuff, or if I have a matching set, I want like less branding as opposed to more branding. And I, maybe it's just that th- these things are doing so well. It's like, no, we need, we need our branding on so, here. So you're a uniform two guy. Those, that's the difference between the two drops. Uniform one in the season is always the logoed stuff, and then the other one's and then the, the more second, tonal this, one. The second one either has the tonal logo or no, or no logo. I'm a little bummed just in general because they have clearly switched the fabric that they had from like two or three years ago. And two or three years ago, I decided to splurge a little bit and buy several T-shirts from them all at once so that I could have some like staple stuff that I can wear and not worry about it. And then when I decided to replace a few of those t-shirts, I went on their site and ordered some and the the material is just not what it used to be, unfortunately. And it, and it weirdly, and I, I obviously wear, I like to wear a lot of black t-shirts. Yeah. What bums me out about their new fabric is that it collects things on it much faster than their old fabric does. It's a and lint so, magnet. Yes. Yeah. And so sitting yeah. down on the couch, especially if you have a dog or a baby, like I do, I've now find myself just being covered in, in stuff where yeah. you, it used to just fall right off right. and it's just killing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's tough. When you have a dog, that's that's always hard. Like I basically like 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 you know, in the evenings I essentially don't wear black because it just it will just end up you know looking like a dog. I need to bring a lint. I need to put a lint roller in my like car and just get, yeah, put, just go and just do that. Once I get in the car, and it's like all right, I'm the, out. Of, I'm the, out of the the hair zone. That's a, that's a that's a good life hack for everybody with a dog. <laughs> They did uh, just to your point though for for this most recent uniform one drop they definitely did kind of uh, the the logo is bolder on these for a variety of reasons they centered it which they don't always do mm-hmm. sometimes it's it's over on left chest um and then they went with like con- like sometimes it's just white right like white white script across the board which I think they did last fall this time it's like yellow script on green and blue the blue script on the white and so yeah. the, it it's definitely more of a pop well, they also um, did a new fabric for the first time that I've ever seen them do where it wasn't just a plain color. They actually did a the, fabric. The, the print, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess it's not a new fabric. It's just a print. Uh, th- this, to, to steal the phrase from you, this is giving APC uh, Outdoor Voices yeah, vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
which I got I got one of the pullovers <laughs> from that uh, that collaboration at a sample sale for five dollars, and that's I've amazing. had so many people be like, "Wow, that's a really cool pullover." I'm like, "Well, is that an olive green one?" Yeah, you got that at a sample sale. Sample Ooh. sale. Damn, I, I went to that the Outdoor thing. Voices sample sale. I was actually standing there, and I looked over, and there was one person standing next to me, not talking to anybody. Yeah, and it was Ty Haney. And oh, I yeah. was just like, hey. <laughs> and she was like, you getting that jacket? I was like, yeah. She goes, cool. It's a good pickup. And I was like, yeah. All right. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, you messing with Joggy yet? You order, you, you making a bunch of Joggy orders? I haven't done any Joggy orders. My NFT game is currently struggling. Oh, I haven't man. really, I haven't gone full yet. So yeah. I guess I'm going to need to figure that out sooner than later. Uh, you know, since we're on the topic of matching sets, I did just, I also wanted to give, you, we say matching sets and there's so many different things that you can think about and talk about it, matching two piece sets for for women mm-hmm. like that are like 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 not casual wear like yeah. something that you you know where it's like the skirt and the top match mm-hmm. sometimes it's a crop sometimes it's not love that yeah I'm a huge fan of that in in women's wear is the the, the two two pieces that make one set uh as 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 a whole outfit and i think i'm always a little jealous of it because it's like it's so yeah. easy I would yeah. Boom. Two that's pieces why, they match, you're done. That's why I do and so much black on black. Because yeah. I just I just think it's so easy and I never have to think it through. Um a, a few years ago, I bought Sally what could be considered like, you know, leisure wear, but I would say it's an upgraded version of some leisure wear. And I got it for I think her birthday. And it was essentially matching sweatpants and a matching crew neck sweatshirt in this toned down tan and white tiger print. And at first she didn't really like it. And now she wears it pretty much every single night after she gets out of the shower and she just loves it. And I'm like, okay, I I think I was a little ahead of the trend when I gave this to her, but Mm -hmm. now this is all panning out perfectly. But like, yeah, with, with companies like outdoor voices and things like that, I get kind of jealous when I see people just being able to toss on like the matching set and call it a day. But I guess I can't get that jealous because I'm still just wearing a black T-shirt and some black. Yeah, I think honestly, you, you, ten thousand shorts. Half you've the time. done a you've done a good job of of kind of figuring it out for yourself, I think, as well. So don't tell Sally that as she will. Uh, she was cleaning up our closet the other day, and it was pointed out how many black T-shirts, black pairs of pants, or black pairs of shorts that I have. And I I don't think it was a compliment. I think it was more of a criticism at that time. You know who else wore lots and lots of black T-shirts? David Duchovny on the show Californication. I so, worry that you know. that's where I got it from. Like. <laughs> As somebody, we, we've recently, what's the, what's the bees show? The what now? The, the bees, killer bees on Showtime. Yellow jackets? Yellow jackets, not killer bees. Yellow jackets. <laughs> uh, I was recently telling Sally that we need to start watching that, but we need to get a Showtime account before we do so. And when I was pitching this idea, I gave her the idea. I was like, well, what if we started rewatching Californication? And she was like, no, I don't want to watch that. I hate David Duchovny in it. And I was like, okay, I feel like I see a little bit of David Duchovny in myself certain times. Yeah, this self-destructive yeah. behavior, my need, my my want to have a beat up old Porsche 911. Like, I just kind of want to I think there was a there was a time in my life where I could have made some changes and they would have been changes for the worse, but I could have seen myself just absolutely becoming a scumbag like him. That's yeah, yeah. That's a dangerous dangerous path that you were on. Well, he he seems to live a pretty entertaining life <laughs> he at does, the very least. He does. <laughs> it's time. Let's do some wish list items. Okay. I've already dropped mine in. So I'll 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 lead things off. Thank you. I have too many pairs of sneakers. I'm willing to admit that I need to get rid of some. I need to just throw some out. I probably could sell some that I've worn like twice. But one pair of sneakers that I've worn the hell out of in the last year has been some Nike Pegasus Trail 3 Gore-Tex sneakers. 
I bought some dark green ones uh, right around this time last year. I think I actually got them in the mail the day that my son was born and I wore them to the hospital. But now they have some new colors out and I think I have to take the dive and get some of these funky ones. It's like brown with an orange Nike swoosh, some blue and green details, some tan, uh, I guess you'd call it like ribbing in the back. There's something about these shoes where I'm like, okay, I'm going full Gorp core and I'm just going to be the colorful guy out there. Maybe these are a little uh, encore as well. It, they, I mean, color-wise, I definitely think you could put them there. Um, and let me just gas up anybody that is thinking about trail sneakers, whether it's Nike Pegasus Trail or uh, the Hoka Ona Ona is, is making some dope ones. Obviously, Solomon has been having a moment for the co- last couple of years. It's not a purchase that you will regret because one of the reasons that I always like like loved my my golden goose sneakers is because I never felt bad about like roughing them up a little mm-hmm. bit, mm-hmm. and that's just like even more amplified here. So you're like you know you get these you get these trail sneakers and then you absolutely don't feel bad about walking the dog in them, actually going on the trail in them, going to the bar in them. Like like there's just if it's a rainy day you don't like oh I got a baby these ones I'm not I can't wear them. You can always you can basically always wear these, which is why I've all, which is why I. I support this this purchase. I mean, these are these are Gore-Tex. Like you can really wear them in the rain and not have to worry about your feet getting soaking wet. They they actually do work, which is why I'm like ready to run it back and just get a different color. I've gotten to the point with them even where I have used them as my golf shoes now. Uh, I only brought one pair of tennis shoes to Las Vegas when you and I were there recently. I wore my old Pegasus Trail Runners on the plane. I wore them to golf the next day and I wore them back on the plane when we left and they served their purpose the entire time. And I was very thankful for them. They've held up and I think it's time to replace them with some of these. And they will probably be in, they will probably move from my cart to my actual home in the next week, man. So, uh, you know, that, that, that's, uh, it's, it's tough. You know, you get a new pair of sneakers the same day that your child is born. It's like, man, which one of those was better, right? I know. It's like, which was a better (laughs) cop? Like, (laughs) It was a good mail day. Like, I just mean, a great mail day. Yeah. What if on all, the day my son was born, I was like, dude, look at this mail day I just had. This is great. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so I'm going to follow follow suit here a little bit. And I'm also going to do sneakers. But I'm actually – I'm doing a pair of women's sneakers because I've, I've been trying to 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 help Laura find uh, a new pair of sneakers to, you know, to pair. She's got a couple pair of looser jeans now, trying to figure that out. Uh, navigating um, that world has been hell. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, Veja is a, a brand that that a lot of people are probably familiar with. They do guys, they do girls. Um, and the, the original silhouettes that became really popular were like the, uh, I think called like the Esplar and the Campo. And they were more in that, that kind of flat court shoe mm-hmm. look, mm-hmm. you know, very, very traditional. Um, and, and I feel that that has kind of fallen out a little bit, looks a little, looks a little dated in a way because everybody is going to the chunkier sneakers and the air force ones and the trail shoes and like everything just has a little bit more heft and weight to it. So I think I, I what I really like right now from, from Veja, Veja, who knows, who knows, uh, how to pronounce <laughs> oh, someone, that. Right? Someone will know and someone will reach out. Thank you. Um, I've definitely looked it up before and it's just one that I like, I can't stick in my mind. I think it's, I think it's Fasia. After, after the great Loewe, uh, (laughs) debacle uh, debacle of 2022, (laughs) I've decided to look up every single brand before I talk about them on any podcast. I'm just so scared. Um, so I, so right now I really, I like the, the, the V10 and you can find a 
ton of different colors of these. They make them in leather. They make them in suede. They, they're carried all over the place from like Madewell and Free People to places like Matches Fashion and Essence. So I, I have Matches pulled up here. Um, and the, the, the colorway that I'm really feeling is, is the, uh, multicolor. And I think that this colorway also has the name like, uh, natural babe. Love a good natural babe. The same. Uh, but you're getting like, it, it's, you're getting some kind of like dusty light colored pastel panels here uh-huh. on a very neutral base. And I like that. Cause I think you can, you could, you, for if if I was styling you, I would basically tell you to like not worry about matching these to any other color in your wardrobe. Like you just throw these on and go, just like you would a pair of white sneakers, and and let the let the kind of the mishmash work. It's the um, dust. Is the dusty color look coming back now? That's my. I don't want to call it pastel. Because it's not. It's yeah. It's not pastel. It's 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 like the they're they're kind of. I mean, it is a little bit of pastel, but but not like the eastery. They're not they're they're not saturated no, it's scary colors. Though. It's scary though because you, I, I don't want to feel like I'm wearing pastels like it's 2006 and I'm rushing a fraternity. That's what scares me. And I walked into Lulu the other day and I was I I just walked in because I had some time to kill and yeah. I was right next door and I was like you know what I'm gonna walk in here and look and I saw some shorts that I'd bought last year. I bought them in like navy blue and light blue because I they were shorts that I knew I would wear a lot. And all the colors that they had this year were these very washed out, dusty, brighter colors. And I was like, you know, I like these. Um, I don't even know what you would call it. It's a very light lilac color, like this light purple. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, if I wear these, am I going to look like I'm wearing like light purple chubbies at this point? I, I, don't, right. I don't know if I want to do that right now. People might look at me like I'm being a weirdo. Yeah, it's it, it's tough because, I, you know, I, I think that that prep has certainly trickled into to a lot of different, you know, um, facets of, of fashion and style right now. But it's I don't know. So far, I feel like it's all been pretty well done to where you don't feel like, you know, you're popping two collars on on a, on a periwinkle and sunflower polo polo. Yeah, maybe if I'm right. not doing that, I don't need to worry about it nearly as much. It and just the, scares the, me. The other, the other thing that I, you know, that that is is kind of that I think we look back on and and laugh is like one, it, it was it was so your your entire crew would be in varying shades of of competing Easter egg. Colors. Oh, it was it was so like everybody Easter had on like the... salmon colored Nan- or Nantucket red shorts, and somebody had on like you know washed out blue shorts, and then. An oh, explosion I had some colored polos as well, and that that was that was that was the you know the bigger issue. And like, and just look at how 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 these are styled here, right? Like, it's going to be all solids and neutrals up top, like no other pastels uh, competing here. I had a pair of like five inch inseam, really wide and baggy, but five inch inseam like light green vineyard vine shorts that I wore the hell out of. And now I look back at photos of me in them, I'm like, wow. What was I doing? Why were why were those my go-to shorts in 2007? Like I I understand that that was kind of the vibe that people were going for, but now I look back and I'm like, "Oh my god, Will, what what were you doing? And what now what what's replaced that? What am Yeah, what, what are you doing now that you will hate in Yeah, something there, there's something. There's going to be something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just I don't know what it is yet, but I'm sure I'll figure it out soon enough. Well, another one in the books. Again, if you guys want to go see all the stuff from this episode that we've talked about, you can watch on YouTube at youtube.com slash washmedia. Additionally, I will be writing up the companion to this episode on Substack, willdefreeze.substack.com. Barrett, pump up Club Cool a little bit. You just did a solo episode. I did do a solo episode. Um, 
Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was not something that I love to do. I, I feel like I carried this one off pretty well. It's so, stressful. So go check it out. Uh, and I just, I had a bunch of unanswered DMs, which made for a perfect, like, like solo podcast. Cause I basically just got to sit down and answer my DMs, yeah. lot, you know, on a podcast in podcast format. So, so it worked out really well. Um, man, topics that were covered included, uh, the 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 type of open air sneakers like like a uh, Merrill Hydromox Yeezy Foam Runners Hoka Hoparas that type of thing talked about that trend still still happening in in 2022 um, I helped somebody out with uh, with a beachy tuxedo shoe there you go and so we were just you know we were we were uh, we were having a good time we got we got some stuff answered and. And it was good, good sewed. So check it out. Check out the Club Cool podcast wherever you're listening to Retail Therapy. Well, ladies, gentlemen, everyone else, I think it's time. We'll see you guys, I guess, in two weeks. Two weeks? I think we might have a special guest in a couple of weeks. So it could be it could be a fun one. Our first ever guest on Retail Therapy. Looking forward to it. A little stressful, too. See you guys later. <laughs>